Hello everyone, my name is Michaela Hood and we are back with episode 2 of Inclusive Delusion. As you may know, yesterday marked 20 years since the horrific 9-11 attacks that took place in New York City. This event changed the course of American history and impacted the lives of American citizens all over the country. Before we jump into this episode, I would like to share my deepest condolences to all of those who were killed on that day, the heroic first responders, military personnel, and anyone else who was affected by the tragic attacks. With that being said, I felt that it would be important to honor 9-11 by dedicating this episode to that day. Today's episode will be based on an article that was published on the 19th, which is an online news source. The article we're focusing on today is called Women First Responders Were Erased from the 9-11 Story. This Woman Wants to Change That, written by Chabeli Karzana. Here with me, I have Sasha Soto, who will be my guest speaker today and help me kind of unpack this article. So Sasha, can you kind of introduce yourself? And also, I do want you to kind of explain if you have any connections to 9-11 or um, just anything in general that relates to that topic. So like I mentioned before, my name is Sasha Soto. I'm a college student at UK majoring in psychology. One thing that connects me to the 9-11 incident is I am a member of the Kentucky Army National Guard. I received my commission as a second lieutenant in July 2020. Um, Also, I believe that we should still um, be up to date about these situations just because of what's happening in this world today. Um, You know, we are trying to bring our soldiers back to back to their homes and with that and everything that's going on in Afghanistan, it's just a reoccurring situation that just is, um, just should be brought to people's attention and it's serious. Um, we want to bring all our, you know, people home and we want to do it accordingly in a safe, you know, safe manner, but just with everything kind of going on, it's been getting a little chaotic. Thank you, Sasha. And thank you for your service. Um, so jumping back into the article, So the article speaks mainly about a woman named Brenda Berkman. Um, And Brenda was actually a first responder at the 9-11 attacks as a firefighter. And she's also known for suing the city of New York for ensuring that women could become firefighters. So that's really awesome. Um, But if there's anyone who can speak about 9-11 and the attacks themselves, it would be first responders. So I'm interested to see where Brenda goes with this conversation about 9-11. So the article starts off with Brenda's personal experience working as a first responder at 9-11, but I want to jump forward in the article to this quote that really opened my eyes, and I want to hear your reaction as well, Sasha, so feel free to, you know, react. (laughs) Um, So the quote says, there were no women, not just women firefighters, but no women first responders at all in the coverage of the day, though they knew women, including Berkman, had been there. So this quote itself tells all that we basically need to know about the article and what Berkman is trying to get people to understand. So what are your first thoughts about hearing that quote, Sasha? Um, to me, it's just more so like, how do, how do I even say this? It's not like shocking. I feel like we've, we've addressed this situation in the military so many times. Um, like we are trying to get females. We're starting to have female in combat. Um, and that's still a shocker to a lot of people that you know, they believe females should not be in combat. 
Um, personally, I am in combat. I'm trying to work my way to, you know, find my place in combat and branch combat. Um, so being like in a fellow artillery unit and just kind of not seeing that there's a lot of women in it and it's just mostly men, it is a little scary. Um, and at the same time, it is a little not intimidating, but more so like I know I have to kind of work my way around it and stand up for myself because there's a lot of men. And then another thing I am, um, you know, my, a minority. So it's just one, two things I have to struggle with now. Um, but it's not so shocking. It's more so like we have to find our place and this is something that we kind of already know we will have to deal with going into it. For me, hearing Berkman say that there were no first responders at all in any of the news coverage about 9-11 was shocking to me. But also when I think back to the news coverage that I see in documentaries and the movies that we see about 9-11, she's not wrong. There's you know, not that many women, if any women, that we see working as first responders in these 9-11 movies and news coverages and things like this. So it makes me wonder why were the women, quote, erased from the 9-11 history if they were just as important as we know they were just as important um, in contributing to being, you know, vital to the situation. So with that question, why were there no women first responders covered at all? It's hard to come up with a straight answer because I, for me, I feel like it might not have been purposeful um, on the you know side of the people who covered the news and the people who published these movies and documentaries. But I feel like it was more of like a subconscious thing on their end. What do you think? So like you just mentioned, I also agree with you. I don't think it was purposeful. Um... I just think in that moment in time, we were still growing, you know, the females and like as first responders were just growing, um, mm-hmm. you know, in the military and just firefighters and everything like that. So obviously, I feel like it was more just male based and that is just all we saw and we were just all used to as like the world. I think we're just even men that are in uh, the military and first like as first responders, um, they were still kind of getting in their head that women can do this stuff just like them and some of them didn't agree with them and some of them do did agree with it um so i just i think at that point it just wasn't like a main thing they were focused on it was just so more so what we're used to is just seeing males in that position mm-hmm. and not really expecting to see a female do that mm-hmm. very true and that with that perspective it also makes me think that just to refer back to these movies and documentaries again, when we see the people in the streets who are distressed and reacting to, you know, the horrific events that they saw, we see a lot of women who are kind of, and like I said, it's not on purpose, but they're kind of portraying that damsel in distress that, um, you know, that come save me kind of persona. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like this also plays into when it comes to like the directors and producers who made these films I feel like it also adds to like the cinematic effect and also kind of makes it it makes it to where those who were not there to experience it can still feel it in a way that they understand with traditional movies and tv shows and things like that I was gonna say um like you said before since like the producers and the ones that like you know were making these documentaries and these films um, the people that weren't in New York are not seeing females at all. Like all we're seeing is just males. All we're seeing is males saving, you know, the people from the buildings. We're just seeing like all like these 
we're just seeing males. I did not see one female there. And before you even told me that there was female um, first responders um, and military personnel, like I did not know that. Right. Who so because in the like in what I've watched and what I've seen and what I've read, it's just they always say like males and or not even males, but they always say like they never mention a female. They never make it a big deal that there was females there. Like they just said. First responders, military personnel. They never really pay attention to what gender it was, but like most other people just thought it was males. Mm-hmm. So jumping forward again, um, another quote that struck me in the article was a question that um, Berkman says that she thought to herself um, as she was having this conversation about women being represented in the news and in movies and documentaries about 9-11 first responders. And that question says... What's more patriotic than to point out that everything in the United States, including the women and the people of color and LGBT community, that they're all doing the right thing. Everyone is pulling together. Everyone is making sacrifices. So this quote is significant to me because Berkman points out what patriotism really is. And when you hear the word patriotic, you don't really think of what it really means. Most people just think straight to honoring the flag and, um, you know, just loving America. But Berkman really hits on the point that you can't love America without including the women, the people of color, the LGBT community, everyone who is just as important in this country and contributes just as much as the, should I say, white males that we see on the news when it comes to 9-11 or in the movies and documentaries. Um, so what does that quote mean to you, Sasha? Um, I agree with her. I feel like, you know, the world, it, the world is what it is today because of all the people that have taken the sacrifices to do what they wanted to do, whether that being LGBT community, whether that being the protests um, of Black Lives Matter, that just whether that just being like a cause and um you know just trying to change the world and educating people on it in a different aspect i feel like we just all kind of create it um or not create it but we also build it together and we also try to get through it together mm-hmm. um instead of just like i mean you said like the white um, male but i would just say more so say like just like the first responders military personnel like it's more than just that like it's everybody mm-hmm. but we do obviously have to pay our tributes to them just because they are like you know like we said first responders they are the ones that are you know the um i apologize audience we had some technical difficulties but we are back um sasha did you finish your thoughts on that quote yeah i was kind of just summing it up um yeah i believe yeah like i said before it's it's more um than just you know loving the country and just celebrating that day i just feel like we need to educate ourselves um like i mentioned to michaela beforehand um, I feel like the only reason the world knows about 9-11, you know, and not so the world, but just students, you know, when we're going through school mm-hmm. is because, you know, we are taught it through textbooks, through a prof- like through a professor's teachers. Um, you know, it's something that we have to learn about because it's something that's impacted our, our world and, you know, many people's lives um, today. So but I feel like if we, that wasn't placed into the school system, we probably wouldn't even know about it. And I think if, that's one thing that we struggle with a lot outside of the school is most people don't inform themselves on just things that are going on. Mm-hmm. That's, I, I did like how you touched on how if we didn't learn about this, we wouldn't know about it um, because we're getting to that point to where generations now, you know, obviously they weren't there to experience it. So the only way that we can really understand the depth of what happened is by 
you know, learning it in classrooms, talking about it and learning about it through media outlets like TV and things like that. Um, And it's important to have conversations like these now more than ever, because if we keep letting media portray not even just 9-11, but any historic events um, in such a way that they're leaving out vital bits of it, we're leaving out history in classrooms and that's just failing everyone, you know? Um, And it's not doing any justice or honor to those who were there and fought for their lives and fought for the country during that day. Um, So I'm glad that we are here to have this article um, that Brenda Berkman shared with us and that the 19th shared with us. um, And I hope that we continue to have conversations like these as we move forward as a country. So the last part of this article that I wanted to acknowledge um, was one more quote by Brenda Berkman. And she says, if a guy made a mistake, it usually wouldn't be attributed to the fact that he was a guy. But if a woman made the mistake, oh, it's because women are weaker and not as brave, not because she just didn't know what to do. It was all because women are weak. So it was this huge pressure that a lot of women felt that they had to be perfect. You don't perform your best when you're under a microscope. And I really wanted to touch on this quote because in Inclusive Delusions, this is a show where we talk about how inclusivity and diversity really affects and plays a part in not only the fashion and beauty industry, um, but like as today shows, all aspects of society, especially um, in America where media plays such a big role. And um, how Brenda Berkman says, you don't perform best when you're under a microscope. Women are under a microscope in all aspects of their lives, you know, not even just when it comes to profession, but it comes to social life, when it comes to family life, Anything that women are involved in, I feel like women are usually critiqued way harder than men are. Um, And it's just harder to prove yourself as a woman, especially when it comes to things like um, working in professions that are male dominated. Um, So I feel like it's very important for Berkman to share awareness with with this topic as a whole um, as we're talking about 9-11 because... It's something that not only applies to this situation, but it applies to women all over the world in all aspects, in most situations that we go through. I was going to say, um, I actually really felt this quote just because um, before coming to UK, I was at a military school and we were always competing with our class, that, like our ROTC class that we were with. Um, so that was me competing with other females and then also feeling I had to compete with the males. And we spoke about this a lot, like my friends and I and we just talked about how we don't see a lot of um women leadership leadership um yeah women in leadership that like actually do a great job at it Mm -hmm. it's not even that they do a great job at it I just feel like they get so critiqued so hard and we did have one female leader that was in our um ROTC program um and she was one of our our professors um and they were just talking about her house they were saying how such a great example she was as a mom role but also like a leadership like a great female leadership role um but like just kind of having to live up to that as like to that um role that she just did on us like for all the females we would just always get critiqued about like how we ran things because obviously we would be giving leadership positions 
And from then on, we're getting judged by the males. We're getting judged by the other females if we're even doing it right. If we sound like we have attitude, if we sound professional while we're doing it, we would just always get picked on. And it was hard because we wanted to be professional. We wanted to be, you know, um, very, like, I don't know how to say it, very reserved like the males did when they went up there and, and, you know, did, you know, did a leadership position. At the same time, when we would do it, it more so seemed like we were trying to be rude or trying to overstep Mm -hmm. or trying to just make everything, like, bossy. And I know there were several females that kind of had that um, told to them that they looked more bossy instead of more reserved. But it was just more so like we had to find a way that didn't sound too bossy to the guys or to the males or to whoever else that was listening to us. So it was kind of just a lot to deal with while we were there just trying to figure out how to be a great female leader because males don't think there's a lot of female leaders that are strong um, and just kind of getting always getting picked on or critiqued from other our other classmates about it was kind of um, difficult to deal with. Well, thank you for sharing your personal experience, Sasha, and thank you for coming on today's show as a guest. I really appreciated you giving your input and your feedback and just having this conversation with me because I feel like it's definitely a conversation um, that should continue to be shared throughout, you know, as we move forward as a country. Um, so... Thank you all for listening to today's episode of Inclusive Delusions. You all can find this article on the19thnews.org. And with that being said, we'll see you on the next episode.